we are live here on site. We took the podcast on the road here um, to Williams. So here we are in the beautiful little city of Williams with Devin McNelly and Tyler Cutlip. Yep. Well, welcome. 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 Yes, thanks for coming out. Exactly. And I, uh, yeah, there's so much to get into. So I've been working with you guys a while and this is just so awesome to see. We were just talking about um, there's not a lot of, um, not, not to make an ageist comment, but there's not a lot of young energy and you guys just have so much For young sure. energy. Just got married six months ago. Yeah. Right. And, and you are agents that live and work in Williams, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which is unique. And I think that's important to note because a lot of people like to come here for the Polar Express or they like, Arizona. you know, to golf at Elephant <laughs> Rock, but they don't necessarily have their backs in this town. Right. right. Uh, which you guys do. So super, super cool. Yeah. And how long have you lived in Williams? I actually grew up in Williams and so did my parents and their parents actually. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Cause I know you're from Prescott, right? Yep. Gino Valley actually. Oh, okay. Born and raised. So how did that, how did you meet the, the Williams girl? Uh, uh, real estate actually. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We were yep. just talking about um, that. So, uh, I was on a team at a one, a certain point and Devin joined. Um, and then it really was fate from there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was great. Um, I think we had to work through it at the beginning to really find what we needed at first in real estate. But then, um, eventually we ventured off together and just been awesome since was it pretty mutual on the team or were you like like were you was he trying to work his way to like talk more about real estate with you (laughs) (laughs) I think we were both just like trying to figure out who we were at that point too you know just so young coming into all of it and just so much to learn about the industry in general and ourselves it was fun because he had been in um real estate a little bit longer than I had I started after and so he was a little bit more of like my mentor mentor a little yeah, bit i yeah. guess and i don't know it just kind of naturally flowed after that we realized we had a lot of the same friends and we actually were surprised we hadn't met before with chino valley and williams yeah, being so close yeah, yeah. our sports teams you know high school we always had friends you know who knew each other and we just happened to never meet yeah and i think it was funny like first time i added Devin on facebook i think we had like 45 mutual friends or something like <laughs> oh that. really and yeah. so there was just a lot of people that it was cool to know that interesting that we never met but it was just meant to be meant to be i love it and you were now and your your family raises cattle and Mm -hmm. so you're are you a bit of a cowgirl uh more so growing up i don't know i've got um a couple siblings and cousins that they're a little bit more into it than i am my brother for sure okay um but definitely real estate was a lot more appealing to me than being out there every day, no matter the weather, fixing fence and pushing cattle. (laughs) Yeah, I can hear you. Not that it's not fun still. I do like to go out and stuff, but I'm not as much of a hand as I used to be. (laughs) I was talking with uh, Torrens, a new loan officer over at our place, and he he grew up with a family in the trades and everything. And he he was like, I didn't like Northern Arizona when I worked outside in Northern Arizona. Sure. (laughs) I can understand that. It's a little nice when you can be selective with your, with your outdoors exposure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You got to have layers, especially springtime, the wind, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Especially this last winter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from the real estate standpoint and like, well, obviously you had home here and like, what, what makes you guys excited to have an office here in, in Williams? Um, I think what uh, makes us excited about having an office here in Williams is just being able to bring people in, 
um, make it feel a little more professional. It's not, you know, having someone come over to my house or meeting at their house. You sure, know, sure, sure. It's a good uh, mutual meeting place. Um, and oftentimes in real estate, you're always working uh, late nights, early mornings and stuff like that. So sometimes it kind of makes it nice to be able to have that balance between um, having an office and having a house, um, especially when they're close to each other, makes it even better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then specifically then here in Williams, um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on the market here? It's definitely been picking up in wintertime, of course, just like Flagstaff in most of northern Arizona kind of slows down, especially with all the snow we had this last winter. Yeah. It's kind of tough for some folks to want to, you know, drive up from the valley or wherever they're coming from to want to, you know, trudge through two feet of snow, just yeah. helping the listing agent, you know, shovel the <laughs> pathway up to the door. Oh, gosh, you know? yeah. But it's nice to see where our office is right off of Old Route 66, and so we get lots of traffic coming through here we've got lots of local restaurants and you know stuff like that so a lot of people are kind of popping around more and getting more people through that's awesome and we were just talking about it that it's 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 one of those areas like i think people need to be big picture minded right now right and and the blinders um that the, the more people say hey i have to have this 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 that the the likelihood of them being happy can be difficult, yeah. right? And so when you can say, hey, and we, we when we just drove out here, I was just, it reminded me of how close Williams is. It was like 30 minutes on the drive, right? Yep. And so, and we were just talking too about, you know, that if you live in Phoenix, you're going to drive 30 minutes plus to work. You're going to go see, meet a friend for lunch and it's going to be 30 minutes. You know, you're going to drive 30 minutes everywhere you go. Yeah. And, and I know we're super, super spoiled in Flagstaff where everyone kind of freaks out. And not that, you know, I try... Uh, one of my, if you guys didn't know about this about me, like one of my strengths is I am like super logical. And one of my weaknesses is I lack empathy. <laughs> so like, you know, talk to my wife about it. Uh, it just makes sense. Um, and so, but that's where it's like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's it, I, I get that there's emotions tied to people like, Oh, I love my 10 minute commute. I love, you know, picking up the kids, you know, it's five minutes away and everything's within 10 to 15 minutes in Flagstaff. And it's the beautiful thing of the little Flagstaff town. Um, but with, you know, with where, you know, it's an attractive little town that's you know, within Flagstaff city limits is quite a bit more expensive to where you can say, all right, 30 minutes in the big picture scheme for most towns is nothing. And, and Williams, I think we're going to see Williams continue. It's already on the map. Like, yep. it's not like it's, uh, it's like the discount bargain bin, but it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. but how much is, is it quantifiable? Like how much cheaper is Williams than Flagstaff? It's kind of hard to say. I would say, yeah, of course, and, nothing's really apples to apples. You know, a lot of time out here you can find you know, a home, but it's on an acre or five acres, you know, versus a lot of places in flag. If it's on an acre or five acres, it's almost unaffordable for a lot of folks. Sure. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So here it's, you know, attainable for a lot more um, people and you definitely don't have all the amenities that flag has, but yeah, 30 minutes away, it's right there. Yeah. But I think that, you know, a little bit of the drive kind of helps people make it worth it. I guess. Sure, sure. Well, and I think so, and this is going to come from, like when I was telling Cole here as we were rolling in, I was like, I have not spent a lot of time in Williams. So I haven't. So this is going to be fun coming from like the total ignorant (laughs) tourist almost perspective when when I ask you these questions. So there's no like loaded, loaded answers here that I'm looking for. But so 
so lifestyle is obviously a big piece, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, if you're looking for, if you are looking for acreage in on the West side of Flagstaff, you're in the seven figures. If you're on the, you know, you might find some options just under out in like Dony. Definitely. Then, you know, if you're saying, Hey, from door to door to downtown, you are very similar to Williams. Absolutely. Yeah. At different parts of Dony. Yeah, um, definitely. So, and, and I then, think that's a lot of people already have been, you know, commuting from Williams to Flagstaff. Um, I, I think that's been a big trend for a, lo- a little while now. And yeah. um, I think it's just going to keep continuing to grow. Um, I, I think uh, 30 minutes on a commute time is really not much, like you're saying, because yeah. um, there's no traffic. Um, we're not dealing with traffic yeah. up here. There's yeah. minor stuff on the freeways, and that's uh, it's not like sitting on I-17 down um, <laughs> on Bell Road for a little while, you know. See, Devin's already got the audio. So you're just making sure you come in loud and clear. But yeah, no, as uh, as you get that mic a little closer for Tyler there. Um, got your back. Thank yep, you. yep. So, but then the so let's talk then. Kind of, I know inventory is super super rough right now, so it's hard to say. Like the homes will come on market; they just might not exist right now. Um, as as far as they're not listed right now, mm-hmm. but like for a site built three two. And again, I know this is like, well, is yeah. it beaten up? Is it, you know, is it downtown, around town? Like what's kind of a ballpark range for kind of your, your starter home three, two, let's talk site built. And then we can maybe talk manufactured mm-hmm. generically speaking, what's kind of a rough range there. So there's a lot of older, a lot like downtown Flagstaff within the city limits. There's a lot of older homes built in, you know, twenties, thirties. And so that gets kind of interesting because a lot of the homes are like, 1200 square foot or you know yeah. 900 square foot so they're a lot smaller but you're on city utilities which is huge around here because if you're out of town you're on a septic tank or hauled water which yep. a lot of folks aren't familiar with and that's kind of a curve we have to help people scary. understand yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's not a huge deal you could either do it yourself or you can have it you know hauled for you there's you know a bunch of companies that'll do it um but it's definitely kind of like you said earlier a lifestyle change for a lot of people to try and understand but you're in a like in town and you know city lot kind of older home you might find something in the 300s but you will probably need to do a lot of updating on you know piping the roof the electrical you know things like that um but there has been a lot of people coming through and restoring a lot of the older homes and so that's been really cool to see yeah yeah and i this is another rant we could get going on too is just (laughs) what we've um, when we talk about people check, like setting those boxes, if I must have this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and it's really to the extent where like, no, social media has sold you a false bag of goods, right? Cause like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. If you want this like brand new farmhouse style with like a 2000 square foot main living room. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, again, how many people have that reality? Right. Um, and, uh, or, or, and if you want that reality, what's the cost out square footage, right? And, in this, Mm -hmm. these expensive, like the land itself is just so expensive and valued here in Northern Arizona that Mm -hmm. it's like, no, like I was visiting my grandfather, my paternal grandfather, like a month ago. And, uh, and I should show you the picture of this house. Like we're in his living room and it's like, it's probably his his living room and he's in his site built home in just north of Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. And it's probably like the dimensions of a single wide. Like it's sure. it's relatively small. Yeah. And they grew they had seven kids. Oh my gosh. Right? Oh, yeah. And they had like a couple of rooms out branched from that and a and a little basement that's probably about the same size and a kitchen that like 
you can't walk around people in the table. You got to go in like the right order. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, so we, we have gotten a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's temporary expectations on things. Not that everyone needs to say, Hey, we're, we're going to squeeze into the tiny home mentality, but there's a middle ground that exists. I would say so. Yeah, for sure. And there's new, uh, is there a lot of new inventory building or what's the scope on that? Do you guys have a rate on that? Um, Yes and no. Um, there's a lot of new builds that are happening over um, near the golf course. Okay. Um, there seems to be a couple builders that have always got a project going. Um, so there has been a lot of stuff uh, coming available over there. Um, there's been a lot of manufactured homes here um, lately. Um, and I think that's what um, has really been able to help a lot of people uh, afford stuff in Williams, too, is just um, coming in on an entry-level manufactured home. Um, nice and new, not necessarily having to do any work to it, like Devin was talking about with some of these older homes, um, but it makes it a lot more reasonable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Especially because rentals can be super tough to find for a lot of people right now, too, because the Airbnb market is, or re- short-term rental market is so big around here with, you know, Route 66, the Grand Canyon, yeah. Arizona, and a lot of, you know, attractions for families. It's kind of pushing a lot of folks out on the rentals. And so it's very nice to be able to, you know, help all of our, you know, friends our age or, you know, people just trying to find their first home, you know, find it and, you know, make it affordable and not have to, you know, afford it, move in and then, you know, save up all the money again to do the renovations, you know, that need to be done to make it, you know, what they want or what works for them. And how many people do you show manufactured homes to that at first when they heard the phrase, they had like a, a, a stigma that they reacted to. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they walked in that home, they were all, all of a sudden like not worried about it. Absolutely. Especially, you know, newer manufactured homes. We found that exact thing where it's like, you know, their parents or uncle or, you know, whatever, you know, grew up in, you know, a little single eye, kind of like we're talking about. And yep. that's the total mentality of, you know, what they think manufactured homes are now. And luckily they're a lot better built. And especially if they're on, you know, nice foundation stem wall and, you know, stuff like that. They're a lot easier to finance and, you know, nice homes for a lot of people for a long time. Sure. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. And uh, maybe quick rundown is like the bank will not let you buy uncle Bob's <laughs> single wide that's no. been moved around from trailer park <laughs> to trailer park. Right. The, yeah. We do have rules. And so, yeah, so 1976 or newer is, is for manufactured homes. Um, and then, you know, t- uh, there are single wide options, double wide, but they do have to be on permanent foundations typically. And never, it's, most loan programs require that they've never been moved. So all things that you guys know about, but just yeah. good for the listener to know, like, all right, yeah. Yeah. you know, there are some things that kind of protect you to know, like, this is a solid home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you said, I, I think a lot of it comes down to William's lifestyle as well to say, okay, that same manufactured home, maybe it's not a heck of a lot cheaper. Oh, in some cases could be, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not you know, compared to like railroad Springs in Pon- or in, uh, in, in town in Flagstaff, but you're gonna not be right on top of your neighbors. Maybe you have yeah. like a, some outbuildings and different things. That's, that's more of the kind of the Williams feel, right? Yeah, definitely. You probably got a big shop out back to do your tinkering in and, <laughs> yeah. you know, your house for your, um, uh, the pump for your cistern tank to get your water and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's definitely a different lifestyle. Exactly. Well, and let's, but as far as then, and again, from the ignorance perspective, me not having spent a ton of time out here. Um, and I always have clients that will buy out here and they're like, oh man, this barbecue place or that place. or like the, the, the summertime is yeah. like awesome. These different things going on. And you, they even like the city does 
It's a city. Yep. And they do yep. events and things. Oh, yeah. Right? And so just, just run. And the golf course, so right, run down the highlights of amenities for people like that just... The same stigma of like, ah, it's not in city limits. Yeah, in right. There's nothing going on But yeah, there. what's the, there's not a, there's, there's not a, like, the exact same amenities of Flagstaff, right? Mm-hmm. But let's, let's go through. So you tell me the highlights and then I'm going to ask a bunch of fire off questions. Like, do they have this? Do they have that? Williams <laughs> highlights. I don't know. There's, Arizona came in, I think 2000, maybe 12 or something yes, like that. Yeah. And it's just grown into this like, crazy beautiful park sean casey has done amazing things and he's planning to do a um, hotel here in the next few years they have a nice restaurant in there as well um and then a few new restaurants have opened up on route 66 and um all of the best out of flagstaff downtown yeah um they just opened up a shop right down here too and so there's different things that are kind of happening different um uh, commercial businesses that have been coming in. So that's kind of fun to see. Sure. But it's definitely a seasonal town. Okay. So you got the Polar Express in the wintertime. Okay. Um, that runs on the Grand Canyon Railway. Yep. And that runs from like November, December, and then a little bit past Christmas. Sure. And then January, February, it's not like this last year, it's just kind of cold and snow. And, yeah. you know, you'll get buyers and sellers that, you know, need to sell their home or, you know, are sure, willing sure, to, sure. you know, yeah. put in their four wheel drive and, you yeah. know, go up the hill of the driveway. But, um, a lot of times it does kind of slow down in the winter time, which is nice too. Yeah. You get a little Sorry. break from the tourism, you know, living yeah, yeah. here, not as busy. You can drive down route 66 and yeah. it's not going to take 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but. They, um, well, and even we had friends that are in uh, public school system in Tucson and they bust the entire, like, what it was like fifth graders or fourth graders to Arizona last weekend. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. So like they're on the map. Arizona is wow. like definitely on yeah. the map. Yeah. And, uh, so a big, we'll have people and friends that like don't even come and visit us and they want to come visit Arizona. <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> yeah. So you have that. And the, the elephant rock golf course yep. is, uh, is a public course, right? Uh-huh. Yep. I don't golf, but I hear that that's like the best public course. Yep. It's where I Locally. learned to golf. It's an okay. awesome course actually. Yeah. Very cool. It's easy. Everyone's pretty easy going. No one's, you know, pushing you through to, you know, make their tea time and all that. Yeah. It's a nice, easy going course you can kind of just hang out at. And you can go, so you can, and again, let's give context here, people. We're not, we're not faulting anyone. If you have two to $4 million to drop in Pine Canyon um, with the dues and everything else, that's not even part of that. Yeah. Like, um, and capital contribution fees, like good on you. You've done well yes. in life. Go get it. Absolutely. But enjoy if, it. if you still want to enjoy the mountain town golf course lifestyle, like, what could you get a house on the golf course for in Elephant Rock? Um, the There's a strip of, like, townhomes, smaller patio homes. Yeah. Um, they're even getting up towards, I think one was listed this last week for 550000 Okay. And so they're kind of going up a ways. Um, but there's, like, homes that are, you know, 2,000, 2,500 square foot, you know, kind of around the golf course. Yeah. Those are kind of more seven, 800. Yeah. Um, some of them are even push over seven figures, but I have to laugh how she you can see Devin. I, I'm, I'm going to call you out here a Do little it. bit yeah. on it. Cause you're <laughs> wait, it, Everyone has that starting point. Yeah. And so your starting point is like, ah, these are kind of expensive. Whereas my starting point was like, these are on sale. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, absolutely. Like, these are yeah. so on sale. Like, Oh, you can get a town home on a golf course for half a million dollars. Yeah. Whereas like there are seven figures in town in Flagstaff. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so it's, it's all, all relative, right? It's all relative. Absolutely. And so, so, and plus we have friends that actually, we do have some good friends of ours that live in, uh, 
in the back of Pine Canyon, and it takes you 15 minutes just to get from the gate to their house. <laughs> that, that neighbor, have you that? Yeah, that neighborhood is just so winding anyways. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, depending where you are, you have the same distance to Safeway. Yeah. So well, true. so let's talk about, so how much, and, and this is like totally statistics made up on the spot. What percentage of restaurants do you think close down during the wintertime with the seasonality? Is it pretty uh, significant? A lot of them try to stay open, but like our local Dairy Queen, yeah. they like, as long as I can remember, um, always close in October and they open up in April. Like they there just opened two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of understand on some base levels, but at the same time, like what were we were driving through town in the Dairy Queen of Flagstaff, it was like a snowy, like blizzardy <laughs> night and the Dairy Queen, I was like backed up. Like, what are you people doing? <laughs> I guess Dutch Bros was maybe even longer. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So then grocery. We have a Safeway. A so Safeway. Safeway. We have a Dollar Tree and a Family Dollar. Okay. Um, but I think we're all kind of waiting for the day that we do get a Walmart or something a little bit. Because yeah. just for a second option would be yeah. nice. But, you know, exactly. really, I think we're all so used to, you know, running to flag. Like we do. And just about anyone who lives here, you, yeah. you know, you rack up your list a little bit. Okay, I got to run to the office and flag. Safeway. You know, I got this drop off at, you know, UPS. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you make a morning of it afternoon and, you know drive back home. And just like you're saying though, in different parts of flag, you really do the same thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. You, you just have some highway. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I will, I will say the, the, the biggest argument I like when I hear people talk against it, like the, uh, the Williams perspective or that community perspective is, is the 40 can be a little gnarly in the winter time. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 kind of planted accordingly, right? If you live yeah. up in uh, Cheshire or Baderville during the ski season, like <laughs> yeah. good luck getting into town with ski traffic. So it's just Absolutely. like hey, you just kind of have to plan your life around things, definitely, right? Like sure. definitely make sure you you look at the for do you look at the forecast like a little bit more probably intently than most. A little bit, but I don't know, what's so nice about our jobs too is most of the time if. We need to get somewhere. The you know buyer seller that we're meeting, they also have to drive too. So they're like, well, you know, maybe we'll do it the next day, or you know, sure. it's just it kind of yeah. works that way. To where it's like we kind of have the freedom to work around the weather too. Sure. And a lot of times the 40 is cleaner than you know in town, Williams, Flagstaff, or you know totally, the city cleanup. Totally. A so lot we, of times we live just outside of city limits. And our friends down the street live just inside sea limits. Okay. And our street, like, gets hit. The county's good. County's good on a lot of things. Like, <laughs> our street will get hit two or three times before they've even gotten touched sometimes. Oh and I just know, you know, it's, I know it's like, yeah, it, it, the, the snow this last year. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I was, we were in, I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know if I saw you there. I don't, like, they had the, the mayor, the new mayor, talk at the Realtor Association, no. like, luncheon. Yeah. And, like, the first thing that got brought up was, like, what are we going to do about all this snow? And I was like, don't give her that. Like, give her a fighting chance. Like, this is a 40-year winter. Right? So, like. Yeah. Don't this this is a double negative. Like don't not move to Williams because of like a forty year winter. Absolutely. Right. You just avoid all of northern Arizona if that's your yeah. you know goal. <laughs> you don't want snow at all. Like, yeah. so you guys saw all right. those like memes and stuff on, on social media where it's like, okay, just don't come. Like northern Arizona is shut down on all ends. Just don't come. Yeah. Don't come. Um so no. And so let's as far as then though. From, from that perspective of people entertaining Williams, what are the things that you find you miss the most? Like for those people that are more in that city folk mind, um, what things do you go into town for the most? 
you guys have a movie theater? I don't know. We don't have theater. a movie People theater. People don't do those anymore. I haven't I been to a movie theater. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I always yeah. went to Harkins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what movie was So, yeah, some people do that still. So, so, no movie right. theater. Um, well, that's what else? a good question, though. It's hard to say what we, because we lived out in Belmont for a while. Yeah. Um, and so it was, I think, three years we lived out in Belmont. And I felt like that got our feet wet to coming out to Williams because yeah. it was just yeah. like, the lifestyle of being in between both of them. And it felt yeah. like every day Devin and I were either going one way or another. Um, and so we just decided one day, hey, let's just keep going to Williams and let's stay there. Um, mm-hmm. and, but to circle back to what I, I don't know if I, I missed I can't think of I anything think of I missed. Anything I missed. Actually, I feel like I should have an answer. Like the athletic club, the pool at the athletic club and maybe the steam, the steam room. room. <laughs> like, FAC, probably. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Like, yep. You have plenty of land to put one in. Yeah. yeah. Right. There we go. That's true. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Yep. We've got a gym here. Um, we you got know, a gym. We do okay. have gym. Yeah. It's actually a pretty nice gym. I was there a couple hours ago. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So you do even have a gym. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and then actually just this last um, summer, they built the Canyon Coaster Park. Have you seen that? I've heard about it. Yeah, so when you're heading out of town um, on your way back to the office, you'll see it on the right side there. Um, It's about a 20-acre project, I want to say. Um, the coaster goes all the way up to the top of the hill, um, and it snakes you down and it's really cool. The views from the top are really cool. You see the whole town and especially if it's like later in the evening, all the neon lights are lit up on 66. It's really cool. cool. Yeah, it is cute. Okay. We're going to check that place out. Yeah. It was a cool addition that the, um, town had to add, uh, for everybody and especially, um, everybody coming to town, it gives them one more thing to do. Yeah. You can hit Arizona, go to the Canyon coasters. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go downtown and eat. There's it's there's some stuff to do here. Exactly. And uh, now there is a ski lift. Yes. And the same group in, do they run that or no? Not right now. Not yet. Because um, it's the same group that owns, Snowball owns that one, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% on what their plans are. And I can't yeah. even remember the year it closed. Um, but I learned to ski up there and it's a pretty okay. small mountain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it'd be awesome if they opened it up. Cause that would, you know, just like we're saying, January, February is kind of slower months. Sure. That's, you know, the perfect way to bring more business into town, more people, at, you know, restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And there's plenty of room <laughs> with how expensive snowball <laughs> is to bring in and how oh busy gosh. that little mountain gets, yeah. um, for, uh, for a little, little sister yeah. hill there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, and one other thing I heard, and I shouldn't, we shouldn't spread a rumor here. So I, I get, I got into, so I'm a big snowboarder, like grew up in Utah, super all about it, but we really got into like the downhill mountain biking where you do lift serve. Mm-hmm. So you go up on the lifts and then primarily that was like, like not only is like the gravity aspect, like just super awesome. Like it's, 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 it's awesome. Um, but the, like taking my kids up because we wanted them to get into biking and they enjoy biking, but they don't like my daughter's like, I love downhill. I don't like uphill. <laughs> and so like when they can just go up and it's summertime and it's beautiful, it's like the same, like awesome magic of going like with a bunch of friends snowboarding, mm-hmm. but in the summertime. Yeah. Right. And it's just gorgeous. And the mountains up here are so gorgeous to where, so I know that they have it in their like 10 year mountain plan, which keeps getting me back into the 10 year mountain plan, um, to eventually do lift serve. And I heard that Williams might be one of the spots that they did it first, oh. but that would be so cool. Very, I don't know. Yeah. Very cool. It attracts, a, it, it attracts a ton of folks. So they have, if you ever look into it, like there's one little spot in Texas 
I've never been there, but it's like the only mountain in Texas. <laughs> it's like uh, this little place called Spider Mountain, and okay. like people just drive all over to go and and do the do the lifts or mountain biking. I guess people hate pedaling uphill that much, <laughs> but yeah, that could be cool. So, have you heard any rumors on that aspect of things? Like I the, hadn't okay. yet, but that's exciting that and would cool. make total sense back there. Yeah, it'd be the perfect location. How's the mountain biking in general in Williams? I am not a mountain biker myself, okay. and I. I think my heart would be like out of my chest the whole time. <laughs> I love to ski, but mountain biking, I don't know why. It just like yeah. freaks me out. Okay. Um, I'm sure they have quite a bit of trail system. Do they have a lot of trail system here? Yeah, there's quite a bit of trail systems out here. Um, there's a lot of off-roading for a lot of people with UTVs and um, stuff I do, like that. Yeah. A lot of um, trails and stuff out here. I have been back by, because we're closer to... No, I guess is that more parks? The the little scout camp. That's that closer to parks than Williams? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, there's oh. well, I, <laughs> I once did look at it where I'm like, no, honey, we could drive from Mexico to Utah on forest service roads through Arizona. Wow. You totally could. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a heck of a road trip. Be a heck of a, like power line <laughs> roads and everything. It's just like there's there's trails for days. Gosh. So like again, that's kind of the lifestyle, right? If people yep. want to go and and I'm blown away even in Flagstaff, I'd bet in Williams. Do you guys do the off-road stuff? Yeah. We it's do not. a bit, yeah. Okay. Are you like the four-wheeler type or the, the side-by-side type or, uh, or the two-wheel type? <laughs> well, um, we got side-by-side, and then we also, I, yeah. I have a couple Toyotas. I like off-roading in my oh, Toyotas, okay. too. Yeah, so, um, yeah. kind of like it all. Um, yeah. So, like, the safest, <laughs> safest possible versions yeah. of it. But I'm blown away. <laughs> like, when you ride, so let me know if this has been your experience. Like, I, I'm in the two-wheel version. Um, so maybe it's like just the desk job that I have to like actually get my blood flowing on weekends or something. <laughs> you need but, the adrenaline. Yeah. That's why I tell people that like, I can't, I can't like road cycle cause it's like too cathartic and you can like decompress your day. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need to think like tree trail, tree trail, like don't die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I'll go out for even like near some different stuff in, in Flagstaff where you'll go out and like on a Saturday, like late morning afternoon and like hardly see people. Like, I know there's, like, some more popular spots, like the cinders or different things, but there's so much trail that you can get out and get lost and not be, like, hitting heavy traffic and things. Is that kind of the same thing here? It kind of depends on where you hit. Yeah. If you're, you know, like, the if you're hitting trails that are, you know, on Google or, you know, ones that are just easy for people to, you know, look up and, okay, let's go here, you know, and they've got a couple nice photos on it. It's like, they're going to be packed. But if you kind of find some back roads ones... You don't always see So anybody. call call a Devin and Tyler for your real estate needs <laughs> and for all the trail access and points. And the same thing, and I, I it blows my mind too of like Schultz Creek, right? You guys have been up Schultz Creek and like everyone, because it's like the popular thing, it's on the map, but like you literally take a lefty and go up on like the Fort Valley stuff and you won't hit anybody, yeah. right? And so it's just like, hey, you just kind of got to get off the beaten path and there's plenty of awesome stuff to check out. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Any other? Are there any other major like natural? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Outside no. Of the last year. Other like cool natural terrain stuff that uh, for Williams. Uh, like, are, are there any other cool spots that people check out or cool hikes or? Um, Bill Williams Mountain. A lot of people. That's a pretty popular hike. Um, but then of course, you know, 45 minutes down the road, you've got the Grand Canyon. So that's kind of. I mean. <laughs> without. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well. Do you find that? I mean, a lot of that, that Airbnb kind of th- is mostly through traffic for the Grand Canyon. Yeah, ma- Most. definitely the majority. Okay. Um, I say we have our Airbnb in town and, you know, people book it. And a lot of times they'll say what they're in town for. And 
almost always Grand Canyon is on there, Barizona, Polar Express. Yeah, Polar, Polar Express. Express. It's yeah. usually one of the three. Yeah. It seems like, you know, or, you know, some are visiting family or want to, you know, dish the Phoenix heat. We get a lot of that in the summer. Um, but yeah. So let's talk um, buyer demographic a little bit. So we talked about, I mean, kind of like near and dear to hopefully all of our hearts is like getting the Northern Arizona residents into homes and the people that want to live and work here, you know, love them, want to help them. Um, but the opportunity for investment and people that want are interested in this town, mm-hmm. what percentage of, would you say that you're, you're, you know, typically see here is primary versus like second home slash investment? Mm-hmm. I would say, very similar to Flagstaff. Um, okay. I don't remember exactly the Flagstaff numbers, but um, I want to say it's close to about half. 50, yeah, 50. that's what I hear too. Yeah. And um, it's quite interesting, especially this winter, we noticed um, driving around where people didn't even plow their driveway once. And so it's like, oh, yeah, that's the second home too. It's that's pretty kind of a dead, dead giveaway so, on that one. Yeah, yeah. When you're the only house on the street driving in there, you kind of know it's like, oh, all my neighbors don't live here. They have uh, somewhere else to live during the winter. Yeah. Um, which was, uh, which is great because then they come out and enjoy the beautiful summers in Williams and who wouldn't want the best of both worlds. Sure. Um, sure. And so from an Airbnb standpoint, and that's awesome. I love that you guys, and I, we've, we've talked about it, if you guys watched some of the podcasts before of like, I, I absolutely love, and I can appreciate everyone in real estate, but I love people that say like, no, I eat, sleep, breathe it. And you guys eat, sleep, breathe it. Yeah. I know this about you. And so it's like, no, we don't only help. We don't only love to sell you real estate, but we have bought real estate. We bought different types of real estate. We manage. Um, now you've, you done long-term as well. No, just short term, um, just uh, short term. Okay. It's just on our, our own personal short. term. Exactly. Stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, mostly sales, um, residential, a little bit of commercial stuff. Um, I tend to like the unique um, properties. <laughs> um, I had a trading post I sold uh, just last year and okay. that was a very fun one. Took me a couple of years to sell it, but yeah. um, I like to say I like the unique properties that <laughs> not everybody that. likes to sign up for. So Yeah, yeah. Well, and so as far as, if you mind talking for me, just your personal experience, how's the occupancy in the Williams area? Um, like as far as... Air, like short term, yeah. Short term. Um, our, we've seen... Like this year, our Airbnb has done a lot better than years before. Okay. Um, and I don't know if that's just people getting out more or, you know, Williams just kind of growing in general. And, yeah. you know, people just kind of seeing it out there more. It's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, right up against National sure. Forest, right next to the Grand Canyon, you know, this or that. Let's go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's definitely been, you know, a lucrative venture for us. And I think a lot of people too, and a lot of, a lot easier for them to have a second home here. You know, they're kind of supplementing their mortgage or, you know, making a little bit money back while, you know, they know their home when they come to, it's going to be clean. Nothing's going to be broken. You know, it's ready to go because someone just stayed there and your cleaner just left. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to worry about a toilet freezing or all sorts of (laughs) crazy stuff. Gosh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'd say percentages. I want to say last year we were 65% occupied. Wow. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. And so it's, uh, a lot of people coming from all over, though. So you never know where people are coming from. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. Is it like, do you see with the Airbnb side of things, is it just as like mostly domestic or do you see a lot of foreign as well? A lot of foreign. A lot um, of foreign as yeah, well. Yeah. A lot cool. of domestic. Yeah. It's, it definitely has its mix. There. 
That's cool. Um, but I, I do enjoy when we have some foreign people that, you know, when you're messaging them and they're, you're like getting the translate back, you're like, oh, I think that English is not their first language, but we'll do our best <laughs> nice. here. We're nice. looking at it. I love it. <laughs> that is super cool. And, and is there, so from a, and how long have you done, guys in the short term rental? Uh, two years now. Two years now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say at this point, um, are you like pros and cons? Like, are you excited about it still? Or are you like, yeah, it wasn't what we expected. Any surprises on that? I think mostly pros, really. Um, I think the hardest part is managing it between guests and making sure it's clean. And, you know, if there's anything broken or towels sure, missing or, sure. you know, things like that. A lot as of long, details. A lot yeah. of details. Yeah. Just, you know, getting a home ready for the next guest that I think at first we're like, well, okay, this is, you know, a lot to try and clean it ourselves and, you know, manage it and, you yeah. know, handle everything. But I think once we found a good cleaner and, you know, someone to help us that way, it's just like a world of a difference. So we're like, okay, we yeah. can kind of just do the digital stuff, you know, accept yeah, the bookings yeah. and message people. And, you know, if they have issues, we can, you know, call our handyman or, you know, whatever. And so that made a huge difference for us. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's important for people to just get like know what you're getting into. And for everything, when you see like, because we just finished, we told you stocking ours, get your ours ready, and don't with a little bit of flood. And when it wasn't even rented yet, if the insurance company listens, this was not a rental yet. Um, and so, but we just the stocking list, and you just think about that of like how much goes in the home, and if someone like used the waffle iron or the blender or things that you want these amenities for, because like when I go on vacation, it could be any number of things that I'm going to randomly want to use the blender or something and yeah and you're like if someone didn't clean that out or something like it's you don't want to have bad experience don't want to have risk bad reviews so it's the devil's in the details yeah people just have to think through that well Mm -hmm. and and that's the positive again selling williams all day long here it's just that the positive of like i think a lot of people that want to get into this and and maybe maybe we have those personalities as human beings right now is it's like you know, it's all or nothing. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not a matter if you can't own the beautiful Flagstaff cabin retreat that you just decide not to invest in real estate. Like, I'm so much, uh, you know, pushing and pushing, pushing people to understand, like, you just have to see where it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my brother, um, I don't know if you caught that podcast. So my brother does property management in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. He does 500 doors. And that's what he's like, man, if people just understand that management can take care of everything, and you can, so you don't have to live next door to it, right? Oh, yeah. Open up your parameters, you know, sure. Okay. If you, you know, live in Flagstaff and you're looking at buying an investment Airbnb or something, well, you know, look into Williams. It's a, you know, your ROI is, you know, when you look at that factor of ROI is just a simple mathematical calculation that you could invest less and get a, still a decent return. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to pay as much and still have to like make sure you bank that massive return in Flagstaff. I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think so. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. What, what are any other thoughts that you have on like Williams real estate or the opportunity here in Northern Arizona? There's sweet spots here that people need to know about. I think you just have to be patient because like a lot like Flagstaff, I mean, really Northern Arizona, our inventory is low and, you know, when a home pops up against National Forest that's built sometime in the last, you know, 20 years, stick-built home, you know, doesn't need a ton of work, is fairly move-in ready, no matter the market we're in, it's going to go, you know, as long as it's priced around where the value should be. You know, you kind of have to be ready to do it, but you 
have to wait for it to pop up because once it does, it's gone. Yeah. And so you kind of have to just be ready and be willing to wait it out. And I think just like you're saying, not be super picky, be kind of willing to look at something that's a little bit outside of your parameters and you get there and you're like, whoa, this is amazing. This is actually exactly what I wanted. You know, because I feel like we talked to a lot of people, you know, everyone comes in with their list. I need four bedrooms, two bathrooms, you know, under 400,000, this many square feet, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you think you know what you need, but it's really hard to fit that perfect picture always. And a lot of times people start to see the dream once they're in it too. Does that make sense? Yeah. You see it unfold once you're there rather than trying to picture it yourself. Yeah. And I think so much to where the reality Right. When reality sets in that the alternative. Right. And I think that's what's hard for a lot of people right now is the alternative is you keep renting or the alternative is that you double your mortgage payment or maybe not double your mortgage payment. But I'm saying the the strict realities are that when you say, okay, against the alternative, I can own a home. And that's where I think we see like Mm -hmm. um, a lot of excitement there um, that comes into it. And so uh, the. But then, and I, I should, uh, I should apologize here is that I've talked so much about Williams that we're here on site, but you guys sell all over Northern Arizona as well, right? Yeah, so right. you guys sell like Chino Valley and Prescott and, and is now I think we've seen generally speaking, like all those areas just have increased like everywhere else over the country. Um, are you, so with the, with the low inventory, are you guys still feeling value confident? Are you thinking we're, we're going to see are you pretty stable in all those areas that you serve? I do, um, especially coming into, you know, kind of busier summertime season, just a lot more activity going and interest rates kind of hopefully staying kind of level, maybe tapering off a little bit. Yep. I think it'll kind of just keep going forward. And I think people are starting to be a little bit more optimistic again. Yeah. I think last year, you know, seeing 7% and, you know, 500, 600, 700,000 is, you know, hard to swallow on a mortgage payment. I think people are starting to be a little bit more optimistic about it, but you know, a lot of folks, you still kind of have to talk it through with them a little bit, help understand, you know, what it actually means and, you know, to be a homeowner and, you know, make it all happen too. Yeah. And I, I think that that's important for a lot of people to understand is that rates, rates will get better. Rates will get better. 30 days. Let's talk in 30 days. Um, <laughs> we'll start doing, yeah. So I think, yeah, about by, by some inflation reports in May, we anticipate we'll start to really see at least a really strong nail in the coffin that they're not going back, right? We're not going back. Um, they are going to get lower, but, um, but the bottom line, all of these places is there is no inventory. And, and it was just, I, I had to laugh when you were describing your process of telling people like, okay, just wait, right, is it was pretty much like during the 2020, 2021, that was my advice is like with everything during the <laughs> pandemic, you got to put it on order. So like yeah. tell Tyler and Devin, this is what I'm looking for. This is the price I'm willing to spend. And then yeah. you wait and be patient mm-hmm. and it will come around and I have to get a little competitive on it, but you, you can get it. You just have to put it on order right now. Yeah. Yep. I like that way. Of thinking. That's, yeah. That is a good way to put it. And I might use that later. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I think a lot of patience is going to pay. And I think a lot of people that can face the reality sooner than later of like, man, I can, I can have really what, I, and I think it's a matter of, and we're not good as human beings about doing this, like doing really true self-assessments of what do I want and what do I need? Right. Yeah. And, and in this, our economy, like I was just watching some, 
um, YouTube clips and videos where it's just like, all right, you know, the middle class can no longer afford this, 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 and this, which is this crazy inflation and things. And I think that that's, you know, I, there's times and seasons in our big economic picture of things. And I just think it's important for people to know, like, all right, you know, even if you can get that mortgage at that price in Flagstaff or surrounding areas, like how much does that change your life or lifestyle to open up, to have that land, you know, or not even the financial aspects, but having space and, yeah. you know, and different aspects where, I mean, obviously look guys, Devin turned out. Okay. She grew up here. Right? <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just think there's a lot of things that people, I mean, we have, and you know, I'm active in my church community where we have folks out here in Williams and the kids commute in just fine for activities and things. And it works. And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, your paradigm shift. I think it's important for yeah. people to really know what do you need. Yeah. No, I think that's actually very important for your family, for your friends. You know, what is, what it will, how will it actually change your lifestyle? And that's really is the ultimate, you know, goal. And what we do is help people get into homes or, you know, land, whatever, you know, make, yeah. put it all, help them put it all together. Sure. You know, we can talk numbers and all that all day, but really what it means to people, you know, and yep. getting them from point A to point B where they need to be and where it's most comfortable for them. That's kind of the best part about it. Well, and when you think about it, I was talking with a client um, that was just, they were really quite depressed about the Flagstaff market and, and they had some pretty tight parameters. Um, if they listen to this, yeah, you have some tight parameters, but um, it's a matter of like, they're thinking, Hey, this move or making this happen was going to push their retirement back like five to 10 years. Right. And and that's a serious thing, right? When you're saying, Hey, we're moving from a lower cost of living to the Flagstaff cost of living. Like that's, that's a reality. Like real estate could be double from where you're moving to. Right. And and that's that. And that's right there. Five to 10 years more work and to pay off that house or something or get comfortable is, is a reality. If you're saying, Hey, I need to look around. I'm comfortable driving 30 minutes. I bet if we did the math that it's not five to 10 years of driving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where do you want to spend your time? Looking Working at the pine tree that's driving by? And you or? could be listening to this podcast on that 30 minute. Yes, <laughs> entertainment. It's educational. Oh, awesome. You guys, well, this you has been that. awesome. I, I'm so excited to see, you know, what the summer brings for Williams and, and the other areas you serve. Cause again, that's awesome that you guys have backgrounds in just a lot of the surrounding areas that are kind of like, Custer's last stand of affordability here in Northern Arizona <laughs> or, a, or a stab at it, at least any yeah. other major thoughts or comments that you guys want to put down? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. I don't know if I have any more. And maybe, Oh, sorry, not to interrupt me, but I think, could I add to where like, don't count yourself out. You guys are young people that own real estate. So a lot of younger people that think like, oh, that was so a millennial generation thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the Gen Z, because are you guys Gen Z? Gen Z are technically, are you and a millennial or something? We're in 95. I don't know how that goes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So however that works. But basically like, no, you can't own real estate. You yeah. can make this happen. You, know, you can make Northern Arizona happen. But um, yeah, I think, I think you guys have a unique perspective that people could really learn a lot from. So I hope... We'll get this out. You guys get this out. We hope some people listen. So call yeah, Devin thanks. and Tyler, guys. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming out. This has been fun. I awesome. Know. Thanks, yeah. Chris.